Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I'm so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message about what's next to the graduating seniors of the church on May 5th, 1969. The scripture was from Matthew, the fourth chapter, the 10th verse, and it says, Then Jesus said to the devil, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So what's next? You know, my dad always really enjoyed talking with the high school kids in the church. He always knew the kids, and and he watched them as they grew up in the church, and, and they are such an important part of the work of the Lord for the future of the church. So he's sitting there on this day, probably on a Friday morning, and he's talking to the graduating seniors. And then that day, the 5th of May, 1969, they're a week or so away from being done with high school. And so he takes this time to really look at them and really think about what's, what's going to happen in their lives. And there's no way he could have predicted what the next year, just the next year, was going to bring. But in 1969, these kids are facing such a time. Now, in 69, you had Vietnam, and it was at its height. And there was a civil war over in Biafra with great misery and starvation going on in that area of the world. But here in the United States, later that summer, you were going to have Woodstock. And Woodstock was so important for the music and the way people looked at the hippies and the country, not only in that year, but in, in for the next 30, 40, 50 years, even today. So earlier that year, you had the last time the Beatles played in public. And that's when they played on the roof of the Apple Building there in London. And the Beatles, well, they were just about to release their last album together. And that was the Abbey Road album. And that summer, you had the ARPANET. Now, the ARPANET, it actually sent the first message. And this was the beginning of the Internet. And that message was a big deal. But most people weren't going to know about it for a few years because it was a highly classified project in the Department of Defense. But it was going to happen. And in July, you had Neil Armstrong go to the moon, walk on the moon. And later in that year, well, you had an experience that I actually participated in when you had the draft lottery. And that was, I have to tell you, a unique experience. And for those of us who took part in that, it's something that we all remember very clearly. My number, by the way, was 75. That was pretty low number at that particular time. And then you had a company called Seiko, and Seiko was a Japanese company, and that sold its first quartz watch in 1969. Now, just think about all the things that I just described. That was an amazing year. These kids, they didn't know it, but they were embarking on a a wonderfully exciting time. Now, I'm willing to bet that most of them look back 
And they are proud to have been part of that year. And they have special memories of that year. Now, my dad likened that time to when Jesus was getting ready to step out and start his own life. He had left the carpenter shop. John the Baptist had come and baptized him. And now he was out in the desert. And he was out there alone. And he was just, he was just contemplating what it was that he was going to be able to do on his own. So while he was out there, he had a visitor. Now, that visitor was the devil. Now, I mean Satan came and sought him out. And Satan took him up on a hillside and he tempted him. He tempted him with great riches and comfort for the rest of his life. And the only thing he asked Jesus to do was to compromise his faith in his Father God. And you don't have to look very far to know what Jesus told him. He said very simply, be gone. So as my dad talked with the students, he tells them that he recognizes that times are changing. And he also told the students that times are always changing, and they need to be ready for that. But right now, when you look at the short list of things that I talked about earlier, I mean, there are a lot of things going on in the world. There were a lot of old values that were being tested, and they were being tested by the hippies and, and the blacks and the other groups that, in the activities that were going on in the 1960s. In the late 60s and 70s, I mean, what a time. The youth of the land were just rebelling. Everything was being tested. And in the educational world, well, they were looking for an easier way to educate students. And my dad looked at the kids coming home from college and well, I would have been one of those at that time. And he talked about the value of good grooming and why these people wanted to look like a bum. I mean, thinking back, I don't think I ever saw my dad wear a pair of blue jeans. And the men in his generation just didn't wear them. But that was the primary piece of clothing for a teenager in the 60s and 70s. And my dad was concerned about losing the old value of people having one marriage and devoting that marriage to the education and the raising of a family. And then he looked at the job market and he goes, my gosh, I mean, professions are changing. And as smart as my dad was, I don't think he could have ever predicted how the professions were going to change over the next 50 years. I mean, think about the difference between 1969 and now. I mean, there weren't any IT jobs in 1969. And just as, you know, one small example, but think about all the people today that make a living doing IT work. You know, incredible, you know, but yet we still need the people that make everything else work. I mean, like the plumbers and the electricians. And we still need the people that are willing to do the hard work as they, as they work. And my dad looked at that and he says, oh my gosh, life is such a changing affair. And as the new jobs and professions emerged, well, you need to take a look at what's coming out. And he told the students, he said, be careful as you look at the world. I mean, those 18-year-olds look at the world and they don't realize that they haven't learned everything yet in life. And they have a lot left to learn. And trying to figure out what it is that you want to do with the rest of your life, it is hard. But you need to be careful. And you need to understand, as you do that, that being rich is not necessarily the best thing in the world. And shortcuts are not always the best either. So be careful. So the fact is, when you're an 18-year-old 
and you're going off and you're getting a job or you're going off to school or whatever your next step is, the days of living at home with your mom and dad are coming to an end. And you need to decide what it is that you're going to do. And you need to make sure what you do is something that you enjoy or at least don't mind too much. And if you can find a job that you like and that you're proud to tell people that that's what you do, well, in my mind, that's a real success. He then adds a few words of warning to them. He told them straight up. He said, college or trade school or whatever it is that you're going to do next, remember it's harder than high school. It's more difficult. It's more complex. It just is. And you need to be ready for that. And again, be careful in your choices. Now, these kids were there because, well, they were about to graduate from high school. And they were pretty excited about that. So he told them to take the time each day, pray to the Lord, and remember that the Lord can be a source of help. And he can be a source of encouragement. And to remember to keep learning all through your life and to have part of that learning be learning more about the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Lord when he speaks to you. You know, my dad was proud of these kids. And today they're, they're probably all retired now today. And I hope they look back on that time in the church and I hope they have a little smile. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.